Ayana, ayana, kamusta kay Jan mga kamets? Mga minamahal natin mga ka hey, Darians joining us from Facebook, YouTube, uh, iba't ibang platforms. Ayana, mga gamers dyan. Eto na, tama talaga sinabi yung ka-R&R natin si Ronald. Kung kailan medyo wala tayo sa Pilipinas, ang daming nangyayari sa Pilipinas. Speaking of Pilipinas... Speaking of Maharlika Fund, ayan, may mga updates po tayo sa Maharlika Fund. Mukhang si Pangulong Marcos Jr. this morning, katulad ng pinost natin, maaga-maga, kasi maaga-maga nagtatrabaho na tayo, uh, nagsuspend na siya ng implementation more or less ng Maharlika Fund by suspending the implementing rules pending further review. So, of course, yung initial reaction dito is like, yeah, mukhang at least, uh, the popular pressure work. Remember, just a few days ago, we were discussing that kung tuloy-tuloy itong um, Harlika Sovereign Wealth Fund in its current format, that's gonna put a lot of pressure dun sa capital and reserve requirements ng mga land bank of the Philippines at mga iba't ibang institusyon na in charge of giving affordable loans dun sa ating mga magsasaka. I mean, remember, President Marcos Jr. came to power promising among others yung 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 affordable ng bilihin maging 20 pesos na lang yung bigas or whatever but agricultural development and agricultural self sufficiency was something very very important to president marcos jr well guess what ano yung trabaho ng mga mga yung mga kunwari, land bank of the philippines mga development bank of the philippines of course yung trabaho po nila is tumulong doon sa mga sektor ng ating ekonomiya na may uh, pangailangan no pagdating sa access to credit because even if meron kang land reform which in the case of the Philippines has not been very successful kung wala kang access sa credit paano ka naman magdevelop ng uh, pinaka basic na infrastruktura na kailangan natin uh, para you know magdevelop ka ng agricultural business no saan kakuha ng pera for fertilizer saan kakuha ng pera for you know, tractor or other sorts of basic machinery na kailangan mo so mahalaga talaga itong trabaho ng mga itong role ng mga land bank of the Philippines development bank of the Philippines itong mga uh, mga government led banks who are supposed to expedite supposed to assist yung ating mga magsasaka yung mga sectors na may kay uh, may pangangailangan when it comes to access to credit because one of the biggest problems sa Pilipinas is that banking sector the finance sector has been controlled by oligarchs by big conglomerates so a lot of internal lending has been happening for quite some time uh political scientists have a term for that for instance they call it booty capitalism no so a lot of cronies from the past a lot of conglomerates sila rin may ari ng mga banking systems and they lend to themselves so essentially our savings go into propping up uh, oligarchs right and conglomerates so that's why da dapat meron kang mga uh, banking institutions which provide easy credit easy access i mean yung mga iba sa atin na nag-apply ng bank no bank loan ang ang hirap kumuha ng loan sa Pilipinas sobrang hirap kumuha ng loan ang dami mga dokumento na hihingi sa ang dami nilang hihingi na in terms of para siguraduhin na you can pay back and then the other thing sa Pilipinas ang baba ng interest rate kung nag uh, naglalagay ka ng savings sobrang baba you're you're being beaten by inflation every year and and ang taas ng interest rate pag nag-loan ka ang taas ng interest rate sa Pilipinas. So, ang sarap ng buhay ng mga oligarchs and conglomerates sa Pilipinas because they dominate the finance and banking sector which itself helps them to continue to dominate the commanding heights of the economy.
There, I said it. Okay? Yan ang hindi narinig sa mga fake uh, populist katulad ni Tatay. Si Tatay puro hanggang oligarch, oligarch na lang. But hindi niya ma-explain bakit may oligarchia tayo sa ekonomiya natin. Not to mention, hindi namin mention yung other oligarchy which is yung mga trapos and political dynasties and warlords. Guess why he wouldn't say that? Mm. But anyways, going back to this mga kamets. So, what we need here mga kameta is a kind of national policy that makes sure you have the basic infrastructure and the basic credit, especially dun sa mga sector na, na mahalaga sa ating ekonomiya and particular sa food security dati, no? and long-term development. So, if tutuloy itong Maharlika Development uh, Sovereign Fund and that's gonna put pressure on the capital and reserve requirements, of the very institutions which are supposed to help agricultural development, sustainable development, yung mga sector naman parang kailangan, then parang it defeats the purpose, right? Parang, or parang may redundancy, right? So that was one of the big questions that was hanging over etong Maharlika Sovereign Fund in addition to, so in addition to the more conspiratorial criticism na itong Maharlika Sovereign Fund will be something like yung meron dito, M1MDB, yung nangyari dito sa bansa na meron tayo ngayon. Uh, and in fairness, even Prime Minister Anwar Ibrahim earlier this year warned na dapat siguraduin natin na hindi maging uh, kalokohan no? itong mga sovereign fund, sovereign fund na yan. So, with all of those criticisms, right? Biglang nag-shift yung attention ng tao sa confidential funds. Dahil doon sa confidential funds, some people found it even more problematic because it looks like there's, I mean, at least doon sa sovereign wealth fund, there's a certain degree of transparency, especially after all those rounds of revisions that happened. Four or five different revisions, hindi na sinama yung GSIS, hindi na sinama yung SSS, si Tulfo, na ganyan, nandigan, whatever, kritisismo, right and left. So the final version of the market sovereign wealth fund is much better than the confidential funds, especially for agencies na walang kinalaman sa national security, right? Walang kinalaman sa West Philippine Sea, walang kinalaman sa mga bagay na mahalaga para sa uh, siguridad ng ating bayan. At of course, yung isang araw, yung isa pang R&R natin with si Ruben Caranza naman, Attorney Caranza, siya, as someone who worked in the Department of National Defense, very critical siya almost categorically sa confidential funds, intelligence funds. And sinasabi na, if ever magkakaroon ka, dapat it has to be very specified, the parameters has to be clear, and they have to go to the agencies na talagang directly may kinalaman sa seguridad ng ating bansa. Hindi pwede na bara-bara, bati MMDA, bati ano, lahat na lang may confidential fund. Ah, problematic. Alright. Now, having said all of those things, siguro, some of us were thinking, Okay, mukhang na may readjustment na nangyari sa confidential fund although katulad ng pinag-usapan natin dun sa R&R natin na isa with parang Ronald Liamas naman may mga factional internal politics na uh, involved there but whatever, tinanggalan ng confidential fund yung mga, mga ahensya na walang kinalaman talaga sa national security alright? Whatever yung pinagsasabi nila si tatay din ang daming pinagsasabi tignan niyo yung mga antong parang SMNI, hindi pa rin natanggal Anyway, um, but the idea was baka the Maharlika Sovereign Fund will still move forward. Yung confidential fund medyo inayos, at least for now, at least for GA, for the General Appropriations Act for 2024. But looks like, interestingly, at least on the first level of analysis, at the first level of analysis, interestingly mukhang meron din recalibration dito sa Maharlika Sovereign Wealth Fund. Wait lang ah. 
daming mga nagka-comments. Eh, mamaya na yung space sa Twitter. Wala naman, wala naman tayo dyan sa Twitter na yan. <laughs> just kidding. Mahirap mag-setup marami. I mean, you can see I just came from a talk conference, etc. Ako, ang daming drama pa kanina. Alam niyo naman tayo, pag tayo nagsalita, daming reactions as always. Puya ka siya. Anyway, let's go to this. Let's break this down. But bago tayo pumunta dito sa Marlika Sovereign Well Fun, mukhang si Madam Cynthia strikes again. So ito yung title sa Philippine Daily Inquirer. Cynthia Villar hits Philippine importation habit. Bobo ba tayo? Like, huh? Ito na naman si Madam eh talagang. Just when I thought wala na yung mga Cynthia Villar quotable quotes, biglang boom. Ayan na. So, ayon kay Senator Cynthia, and then, may kinalaman din yan kasi pinag-usapan natin agricultural development, food development. So, ayon kay Senator Cynthia Vinya, Vinya, Vinyard, Vinyard, Villar, ayan, pinagalitan niya yung country's habitual liking for importation and questioned yung 10 billion budget for imported chemical fertilizer. Sabi niya, aba eh, 10 billion, nasa shock ako sa 10 billion para sa importation ng fertilizer. Nasa shock ako doon. Nasa shock or nasa shock? Ewan ko dyan. Ito yung sinabi ni uh, Senator Villar during nung hearing kahapon dun sa proposed 167.5 billion budget for the Department of Agriculture. Okay, so may kinalaman. May, may ano, hindi ito sabog. Hindi ito tatay style na biglang stream of subconscious ang tawag ko dyan. Hindi stream of conscious kasi parang kung saan saan pumunta. May kinalaman din yan. Ayan. Sabi niya, bakit tayo mag-import? Bakit hindi natin bilihin yung ating sariling para nabibigyan natin ng trabaho yung kapwa natin, Pilipino, nag-ihirap? Ay, grabe naman si Madam. Napaka-lali ng kanyang empathy sa ating mga kababayan. Favorite ko talaga yung mga, bakit? Bakit? Ano <laughs> yung mga ganun? Yung parang pag may sasabihin ka, bakit? Bakit? May ganun? Bakit? May pagkaganun eh. Bakit? <laughs> Di ba yung mga gano'n, yung mga, may mga tita ka, tapos, tita, yung ano, bakit? Ayaw mo kumayan, gano'n. Uy, tita, bakit gano'n? Bakit? <laughs> anyway, favorite ko yung mga bakit, gano'n na sagot. Alam mo, nung araw, sabi niya, tayo'y pinakasikat, pero ngayon, talong-talo na tayo. Anong araw to na tayo'y pinakasikat? Pinakasikat saan? Yung mga articles na mabasa ko, talo na talo ng Vietnam, talo na tayo ng Thailand, talo ta Matagal na po tayo tinaalo ng Vietnam at Thailand. Medyo matagal na po sa agriculture. Pati Indonesia, medyo matagal na po. Medyo 10 years yung isa, 15 years yung isa, medyo 40 years na yung Thailand. So, anyway. And then, <laughs> oh my God, only in the Philippines. Ito, bakit daw tayo talo ng mga bansang to? Ito sabi niya, Bakit? <laughs> mahilig, mahilig talaga sa bakit to. <laughs> bakit tayo mag-import? Bakit? Bobo ba tayo? <laughs> oh. Oh. Ay nako, talagang walang katapusan itong senado natin, no? Sabi niya, bakit? Bobo ba tayo? Natatalunan tayo ng lahat, ha? O mahilig lang tayo mag-import kaya hindi natin nadidevelop ng ating sarili. Ay, ay, tama naman po si Madam. Tama naman po si Madam. Kaso, ang hindi ko nakikita dito sa kanyang mga discussion is, uh, <laughs> kung mag-ansagot ko ay ganito, bakit? Meron ba tayong industrial and trade policy? Diba? Yun nga, talong-talo tayo sa ibang bansa 
dahil wala tayong industrial policy, wala tayong state-sponsored mechanisms para yung mga oligarchs at conglomerates natin, hindi na lang purong land grab, I'm, I'm sorry, delete, delete, na no, I misspoke. Para hindi yung mga oligarchs natin nag-real estate development, cutting-edge, environmentally friendly development. Yan, okay. Para yung ano natin, hindi lang puro mga ano, puro, hi, Pilipinas talaga. Hindi, bakit? <laughs> bakit? Kasi, wala nga tayong strategia, wala tayong national strategy, wala tayong national strategy sa semiconductor development. Dito sa Malaysia, meron na naman silang strategy ngayon para ibalik yung mga high-end semiconductor industries. Sa Vietnam, meron silang hindi lang national uh, industrial strategy para mag-develop ng EV and manufacturing sector. Sa Vietnam, meron din sila very strong land reform, medyo land grabbing, medyo di na pwede, medyo ano na ang Vietnam, maayos-ayos na yung agricultural sector, medyo maayos yung irrigation, medyo maayos yung, uh, yung ganoon. Meron din silang agricultural industrial development policy at may trade policy. Trade policy. <coughs> Rice tarification law. <coughs> so, paano ka naman mag-develop rin ng sarili mong industriya kung import ka lang na import or napakadali mag-import? So, tama naman yung tanong ni ma'am, no? Tama naman! Sabi niya, bakit? Bobo ba tayo? Bakit? Ano? Tama naman po si ma'am. Kaso, ang sagot na kailangan natin po dito is ipag-usapan itong industrial and trade policy. At yun po talagang... <coughs> yun pong talagang ano... Ito, ito po talagang kailangan na nayusin. <laughs> This is just a general. So, pasig yung pocket. Ganyan ka para ating mga Pilipinas talaga. So, in fairness, uh, in all seriousness, I think the senator is raising good points. <laughs> Yun lang. <laughs> Hindi ko talaga. I mean, <laughs> bakit kasi kailangan sabihin, bobo ba tayo? I mean, pwede naman sabihin. <laughs> Ay... Guys, you cannot blame me. I mean, bakit? Bakit? I mean, <laughs> yun nga, bakit wala tayong industrial policy? Bakit ba wala tayong agriculture development? Kasi nga, puro tayong oligarchy. Kasi nga, puro mga conglomerates. Kasi nga, mahina yung estado natin. Kasi nga, walang diskarte. Puro na lang Department of Pledges. I-abolish na nila yung DTI, gawin na lang nilang Department of Pledges. Kasi purong pledge, Department of MOU, yung mga ganyan na lang. <laughs> Then, a joke lang. Medyo half joke. Okay, 25% joke. Anyway, um, parang confidential. Damn, it gets nyo. Um, mahabang usapan yan. Now, for those who are interested, medyo pinag-usapan namin ng masinsinan ni paring Leloy Claudio. In not one but two different podcasts, so around three hours namin pinag-usapan itong industrial policy. You are also free to check some of my articles. I'll post that later on for the National Sa Abu Dhabi, for Philippine Daily Inquirer. To a certain degree, I also touch on it in my Nikkei Asia op-ed uh, in Tokyo. So, yung sa bakit, eh, hindi, hindi bobo, eh, pero medyo, medyo, ano, yung policy natin, industrial policy natin, medyo papuntang, ano, alright? So I just find it amusing that yung mga ano natin, yung mga big businessmen natin sa Pilipinas who happen also to be in politics are asking these questions but they also have to push the argument a bit further and talk about lack of industrial policy. Kasi naman, tingnan mo yung mga yaman sa Pilipinas. 
Ano po ano po bang na-invent nila? Ano po ito ito tanong ko ha. Yung mga billionaires po natin, anong ulit ang na-invent nila? Did they did they create a single world class technology or manufacturing? Sing, you name me a single. Yung ibang oligarchies natin, ilang ilang hindi nga ilang ilang dekada, ilang centuries na. Andiyan pa rin sila. Did they create a single vinfast like like Vietnam. Did they create even like proton lang like maliit? Wala, wala, wala talaga eh. Hanggang ano na lang eh. Oh, alam niyo na. So, yan ang problema sa Pilipinas. Pero yun nga, hindi mo rin masisisi yung mga oligarch sa Pilipinas. Eh, yung estado may napakainat, walang ginagawa. Kaya, hindi naman bobo, pero <laughs> hindi rin magaling. So, yun po yung problema natin. Walang Walang direksyon yung ating bayan. Walang direksyon sa economic industrial policy. Napakalaking problema yan sa, sa ating bayan. Tsaka yung mga nagmamagaling na ekonomista dyan, hanggang macroprudential na lang sila. Hanggang transparency and accountability, which of course is very important. But anyone who knows a thing or two about economic development knows that many countries got rich even though they were corrupt. Like South Korea, like I can go on and on, right? In China, taas na corruption rates. Vietnam. So it's not corruption per se. It's about getting the right industrial and trade strategy. Now, alam ko may mga walang hiya dyan na mga charlatans who would twist my words. I saw what they did. Kinol out ko yan. Lagot sila. Pag, pag nag-twist kayo sa akin, I'm gonna call out these charlatans, no? Itong mga Google Trends friends natin. Um, I'm not saying corruption is okay. I'm saying corruption is bad. But even worse than corruption is not having industrial and trade policy. Alright? Okay, so let's be very clear about it. So we have to fight against corruption, that's number one. But there's something more important we have to fight against. That's lack of industrial and trade policy. Okay? Let's be absolutely clear about that. Ngayon, tuwan-tuwa itong si Roy Samu. Roy, tulog ka na kagabi ka pang nakikinig sa atin dito. Anyway, Jollibee, seriously? Jollibee is our world-class manufacturing, ano? Seriously? Ano? Hinebra? Ano pa ba? San Miguel Beer? Come on, guys. Seriously. That's your standard of world-class technology and manufacturing. These are not high-value added products. These are not Apple. These are not EV Tesla. These are not BMW. These are not Toyota. These are not Hyundai. These are not Samsung. These are not VinFast. These are not... I can go on and on and on. These are not semiconductor. These are not... Wala ang baba ng value added natin. These are mostly low, medium, and services. And they're, not, they're not real world-class technologies. So, may problema talaga yung bayan natin. May, may kakulangan talaga tayo sa industrial trade policy. Anyway, anyway, ito po yung konteksto ng usapan namin ni parang Leloy Claudio. No? Kasi ang argument ni Leloy is, I agree, like there's, there's a lot of focus on corruption in the Philippines, but people tend to miss even more important things. As bad as corruption is, what's worse than corruption is absence of industrial trade policy. Yun po yung sinasabi natin. Alright? Now, Balikan natin ito. Wala lang, nag-detour tayo lang ng konti. Kasi tama naman yung tanong ni, ni Senator Cynthia Villar. Yun lang. Hindi naman bobo. Pero hindi rin magaling. Yun ang problema natin sa trade and industrial policy. Now, balikan natin itong issue ng Marlika Fund. Because this is very important. So, President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. ordered yung suspension of the implementing rules and regulation, IRR. So, when you pass a law, you pass a new measure, you need to have implementing rules and regulation to make sure you can operationalize it within the parameters of our constitution and the realities of our legal framework and etc. Of the controversial Maharlika Fund, ayon sa top official of the Development Bank of the Philippines. Sa isang mensahe sa CNN Philippines, sinabi ng DPP President CEO 
Michael De Jesus na uh, nung Wednesday na uh, today yeah, na yung memora- may meron daw memorandum galing sa Office of the Executive Secretary that quote directed the treasurer to suspend implementation of the IRR pending further studies. Ayon sa executive na yan, they received the memorandum two days ago. So, Monday pa. Na-confirm din yan na Office of the Executive Secretary sa isang separate statement. So, ayon dito, si President Marcos ordered the suspension, quote, because he wanted to study carefully the IRR to ensure that the purpose of the fund will be realized for the country's development with safeguards in place for transparency and accountability. Okay. Okay, clap, clap. Meanwhile, as about possible loopholes in the IR that might have prompted yung suspension, sabi ng DPP chief, nothing else stated except further study. So, just to give you some basic idea, to jumpstart yung Maharlika Fund, katulad ng iniscuss natin isang araw, the DPP and the Land Bank of the Philippines remitted 25 billion and 50 billion to 75 billion in, in total to the Bureau of the Treasury. The IR for the investment fund was issued late August. And was to take effect sa September 12, ayon kay Finance Secretary Benjamin Jokno. In July, Marcos signed the bill into law just seven months after the idea was pushed at the lower chamber while it received criticism even among economists. Dinefend ni Marcos nung una, pero ngayon biglang iba yung inip ng hangin. Now, at the first, la- at the first level, let's just stop there muna. Break lang muna tayo. At that level, actually, it's something good. That means that the president pinapakinggan niya yung boses ng bayan, uh, yung boses natin sa, sa Twitter, sa mga ganyan, na nag-gets niya na mayroon tayong uh, mga concerns. I'm sure the president in his travels abroad, I'm sure the president, based on, you know, talking to investors, people who know about investment community, di ba, yun ang sinabi natin eh. Isa sa mga concerns sa mga investors sa Pilipinas, yung mga hindi nag-invest pa actually sa Pilipinas, is because parang, hindi sila sure dun sa ating uh, good governance, to put it mildly. And itong Marlika Sovereign Wealth Fund ay hindi mabango sa mga investors, to put it mildly. Alright? Now, nevertheless, there are some conversations about ano ba talaga nangyari dito. Because from an optimistic and half-class fool point of view, you could say, great, the president heard the voice of the people, just like how he heard the voice of the people after yung survey. So you could see now after yung 15-point drop niya sa survey, the president kind of like mellowed down and said like, okay, we have to go back to the drawing board. Let's figure out what's going on, right? Nevertheless, some are saying that perhaps there's more to it than that. It's not just a recalibration. It's not just responding to the people's demand. Maybe there's other things. No. Now, what's interesting here is that some are saying this is not necessarily recalibration for more transparency, but it could be a recalibration that could actually bring the Maharlika Fund to something closer to its initial version, which some found more problematic. This is one side of the story, no? for instance. No? Anyway, pag-usapan natin yun. So, Palace recalls IR for Maharlika to modify uh, uh, appointment rules. It's interesting. So, there's more detail actually in a separate report by the Manila Bulletin. I-post ko rin yung, uh, yung link doon. So, yung suspension aims to revise the application and nomination process for key positions within Maharlika Investment Cooperation. Ito yung ayon sa Manila Bulletin. The implementing rules and regulations of the Maharlika Fund have been temporarily suspended. So, one of them is to revise the application and nomination process. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? It depends. 
The advisory body consisting of the secretaries of the Department of Budget and Management, the National Economic Development Authority, and the Bureau of Treasury recommends appointments to the MIC, so Maharlika Investment Corporation Board of Directors President. However, yung current rules lack provisions for a scenario where the president is dissatisfied with the candidates on the short list. Ha, interesting. Interesting. So, one potential reason for review is that, wait, paano kung hindi type ng presidente yung mga na-nominate ng mga advisory body na galing dun sa mga economic management manager's team? One proposed change is to allow the president to appoint individuals who did not apply for the position. So, meaning, uh, eto, yung advisory body galing sa secretaries of Department of Budget Management, DBM, uh, NEDA, Bureau of Treasury. Sabi niya, oh, ito, si, kunin niyo si, ano, si Darian, kunin niyo si, si, ano, si, si, whatever, right? And then, ayaw ni, ayaw ni BBM. So, ano mangyari ngayon? So, mukhang kulang ito sa IR. So, pwedeng mangyari dito si BBM. Sabi, ayaw, ayaw ko dyan sa Darian na yun. Kuha tayo dito sa kabila. Kunin natin si Ronald Liamas. Mas type ko yan si Ronald Liamas. Yan na lang kukunin natin. So, pwede daw yan ilagay, potentially, doon sa revised version. The president needs to appoint the P, yung PCEO, two regular directors, and three independent directors for the Maharlika Investment Corporation. The application nomination process for the composition in PMI closed actually last September 27. So, the other way of reading it is, baka naman hindi natuwa si, si BBM dun sa mga na-propose ng advisory body, and now he's looking at ways to actually have a say about coming up with alternative people. That could be one interpretation. So let's see what's going on here. So at, 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 at first reading, this looks like a corrective recalibration by the president in response to sa mga nagreklamo, nagsabi na, ay, medyo malabo yan, kailangan ba natin? Or at least this is what the president seems to be signaling and what his office seems to be signaling. Because again, ha, sinabi ng presidente, ayon sa executive secretary's office, kailangan pag-aralan ng mabuti, masinsinan, itong IRR, Implementing Rules and regulation to ensure that the purpose of the fund will be realized for the country's development with safeguards in place for transparency and accountability. So, ito yung position ng Office of the Executive Secretary. But some critics would say, but maybe that's not really the issue here. The issue here is, baka hindi natuwa si Presidente dun sa mga na-recommend na advisory body, so he wants to have a say on who will be there which in itself could raise new questions. But why does he want to have more say on that? Or why is he not potentially trusting yung mga na-propose na advisory body? Is it because hindi magandling? Or because he wants someone else na mas nagre-reflect kan ng kanyang preference? Which again, raises his own question. So, in short, wait lang tayo. So, if napansin nyo, nag-post ako na interesting, kasi ganito kasi, yung glass half full is, I don't think this would have happened if walang yung backlash, if wala yung 15 point drop sa sa survey. Why would why would the office of the secretary have to emphasize all of these things? Safeguards, transparency, accountability. Obviously it's because of that. But at the same time I'm saying that's that glass half full part, but there could be another angle to this that we need to um, have more details on before we make a final judgment. So yung mga ano dyan, syunga dyan, nagsabi, ito si Darian, masyadong naive ka na, like, get out of here. We're looking at all of the angles here. But for me, hindi siya mutually exclusive eh. Hindi siya mutually exclusive.
pwede talagang guma gumana yung public pressure. But, this brings me to the next issue. Because, may mga nagsasabi, Bakit? Bakit? <laughs> Bakit? Ito, ito, ito. Yung iba nagsasabi, Wag na yan! Tanggalin na yan! Para wala nang issue. Hindi na kailangan yan. So, House Deputy Minority Leader and Act Teachers Party Liserbizan Franz Castro na na-interview din natin. Of course, sabi niya, in-urge na yung presidente. Tanggalin na yan! Tanggalin na yan! Na, ayon sa kanya, yung suspension na yan, parang nabuking na, quote, na-rush yan at may flaws talaga on so many levels. So, ang baso ng iba dyan is, binara-bara yan. So, but parang nagets na ng presidente wag na pilitin yan dun sa dun sa, naman sa ano sa senado yung senate minority leader Coco Pimenta welcome this as called very good development ayon sa kanya the law has a lot of defects the concept has not been fully studied from the very start hence we should not wonder why apparently the law is not ready for implementation good that the Marcos administration appears to listen to reason so his reading is more like the glass half full yung iba is Huwag na yan, tanggalin yan para wala nang issue, para matapos na. Will this affect yung petition filed? By the way, may petition din na file laban sa Marlika Fund sa Philippine Supreme Court. Now, ayon sa Solicitor General Menado Guevara, this will depend if yung mga petitioners ay magdi-decision to withdraw their appeal to declare the Marlika Investment Fund unconstitutional. Kasi some are saying this is unconstitutional, no? that this goes beyond certain boundaries on safeguards and... Uh, allocation of state funds, etc. Say, hindi naman pwede na kuha ka ng fund. And remember yung DAP issue, diba? But if they don't, and the SC does not suspend the proceedings either, the OSGs will be prepared to submit comment on the validity of MIF law. So, ang position dito siguro na ang sinasabi dito ng gobyerno is, kung tuloy yung petition sa Supreme Court, di-defend pa rin namin yung MIF law. Even if, more or less, on ice siya ngayon. So in September, Pimentel and former Bayan Muna Partis representative Nel Colminares, Carlos Zarate, and Ferdinand Gaite brought their fight against the founders. This is like PDP Lapan, Digong, Alay, Pimentel. Right? Interesting. Together with Bayan Muna? Party list? Interesting. Anyway, now actually, if you look at the Congressman Nel Colminares, he's, he has quite an interesting record because previously they took the JMSU, yung Joint Maritime Seismic Undertaking na na-negotiate yung panon ni Arroyo uh, with China and Vietnam to Supreme Court. And just the other month, earlier this year, it was finally declared as unconstitutional. So quite successful, actually, record nila ni Eric Orminares in challenging constitutionality of some of the presidential initiatives and prerogatives. Anyway, ang position as the Solicitor General is that they'll defend it if ever it comes down to it. Uh, but for now, mukhang... My speculations on what's really going on here. So, as I said, on one hand, is this an issue? Is this a case of public pressure effectively working? As I always said, yes, my politica, my factionalism, whatever. But public pressure matters. Active citizenship matters. So that's one way of looking at it. But another side of me says, in time pa natin ito, kasi. Meron pala angulo ng appointment ng mga tao or baka there's a possibility na hindi nagustuhan ni Presidente yung mga nag-apply before the September 27 application. So that opens its own uh, can of questions. So in short, welcome this as a good development, meaning public pressure works, but do not jump to the conclusions and be complacent. That's what I always say. Push for the best, but don't be complacent. Count your blessings and little victories, but don't stop there. Don't be cynical, 
but also don't be naive, right? So, ganun lang talaga. Kaya, but I don't know. I mean, honestly, kung if you ask me, I kind of feel good in general because given all the background dynamics, which I and uh, all the R&R episodes we did, we discuss everything, alright? So, yung mga nangyikinig sa atin, alam nila, alam natin lahat ng mga backgrounds. Ginisikas natin. But for me, in general, if walang public pressure, the way we saw over the past 6-7 months, kung walang public outcry, etc., I don't think these things would have happened. I think, railroaded lahat yan, confidential phone, maharlika phone, whatever. Kaya mahalaga talaga yung boses ng bayan. Mahalaga talaga yung active citizenship. Now, election time, Disinformation is important. Vote buying, unfortunately, is important. All sorts of kalokohan happen during elections. But just because elections did not create the best of leaders doesn't mean tapos ng usapan. You can still influence the flow of our governance, the conduct of our leaders, elected leaders, whether you like them or not, especially when you don't like them or they were not your preferred candidate. If you are active, if you push for good change, if you mobilize, if you make the most out of whatever democratic space we have, you can affect good change sa Philippines. This is what I'm saying. No room for complacency. A lot we have to still observe. A lot we have to watch out for. But the lesson here pa rin is, don't give up on our democracy. Don't be cynical. Don't withdraw from the field. Push for good governance. And you never know. There is always room for positive surprises. I'm glad that you have, you have Senator Cynthia Villar essentially implying that something is lacking in terms of our development strategy. Ayon nga sa kanya, bobo ba tayo? Hindi naman, pero kulang tayo sa industrial policy. I'm glad that President Marcos Jr. is, you know, doing another review of the Marika Fund. I'm glad that the funds of the confidential fund were reallocated. So yeah, of course, we know the background stories. We're still gonna watch out what's gonna really happen. Hindi pa tapos ang usapan. But it looks like public pressure works. So, hindi po hanggang election lang ang demokrasya natin. Elections are important because they determine who occupies the office. But how those people in positions of power behave will also depend on public opinion, public action, democratic mobilization, public pressure. So yon. Kaya nga parati ko sinasabi, don't give up on the Philippines. Constantly push for it. When you think all is gone, still push for it because there could be surprises. And when you think you may, you score the victory, don't be complacent because there could be another angle to this, right? There's a lot of jiu-jitsu here, right? There are parang boxing yan, eh. maraming, maraming rounds yan, eh. right? If you're not gonna get a knockout soon, push it all the way to decision and try to win it over decision. That's how democracy works. It's difficult, it's stressful, it demands a lot of engagement, but over the long run, at least we're going to leave a better Philippines to the next generation. If we were just passive, if we were just nega, if we were just toxic and cancel culture and wala nang pag-asang Pilipinas, mag-migrate na tayo, puro na lang ganun na tayo, tapos tayimik na lang tayo, good luck. For sure, lahat yung mga issue na pinag-usapan natin, tuloy-tuloy lang yan. So it's very, very important to be for there to be pushback, to be for there to be scrutiny, for there to be active citizenship. I always emphasize that. And time and again, I kita natin, even in spite of all the katrapuan, public pressure can work. Not always, but it can work. And you, and if you try, 
your chances are at least 50% of success. Because if you don't try 0%, hopeless case talaga ang Pilipinas. Walang mangyari sa atin. At magpasalamat tayo na kahit papano, meron tayo isang presidente na hindi diktador at mukhang hindi naman gusto maging diktador at medyo maayos mag-isip at medyo nag-gets naman niya yung public opinion at hindi yung mga tipong pag ayaw niya yung sinabi mo, tatawagin kang kalaban ng bayan. Alright? Hindi bara-bara mag-isip. In fairness naman, right? We didn't get, uh, I don't know, just in the order, sure, but, you know, we didn't also get another tatay. So, there's room for maneuver. There's room for intervention. There's room for mobilization. Ito po yung argument natin. But as I said again, let's look at the details. Let's not jump to the conclusion that devil is in details. But so far, the details that I showed you say glass half full, glass half empty. So the challenge here is how to make it glass full totally. And that will not be the end of the story because next year ulit, there'll be still, again, General Appropriations Act discussions. There'll still be discussions on confidential fund, all, all sorts of different funds. So tuloy-tuloy lang yan, mga kameta. Pero ang sinisabi ko dito is, don't give up constantly. And yes, katulang sinabi ng kaibigan natin, si Mark Gamboa, yung favorite natin, isa pang favorite natin na co-host, checks and balances. And checks and balances, well, at least in our case, doesn't come automatically. Checks and balances can also come from public scrutiny and public pressure. So, isa lang vote natin during elections. True. But if we are organized, if we are strong, if we are unified, if we make enough positive noise online, it will affect the decision of people including Trapos. That's what I'm arguing. I'm not saying Trapos here. No, I'm just saying in general. Right? And yan, pinairapan nyo kasi si Stella. Tuloy. Alright? So, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And for all of these quotable quotes kay Ma'am Cynthia Villar, actually, I appreciate her intervention because I think it raises the right questions. I'm not sure about her answers, but I think it goes back to what I've been saying over and over again about the importance of industrial and trade policy. So, yan. Alright. Okay. Any questions? Class. Um, I'll go back to Anna. work. Anyway, mga tanong ba kay John? Ayan, magpasalamat tayo sa mga natin dyan, kaibigan natin dyan. Right. Jocelyn Lumberio, thank you very much ma'am. Noemi Tablate, ito yung mga anin eh, mga regulars natin. <laughs> Dapat mayroon na nga, ano tawag doon? Ano yung mga discount sa mga regulars? Ganun. Norjeline Dalmacio. <laughs> Bakit? <laughs> Bakit? Gagan. Diba? Yung mga ganun magsumagot. Bakit? Pag may sasabihin ka, sasagot. Yung, wala ka pa nga sinabi, sagot ka. Bakit? Okay. Luela, Nivera, Felipe, Nunez. Sorry, kaya umaga pa ako nagsasalita. Annabelle, Gamoras. Thank you very much. Riz Ani, Medi Foster, Loza. Yan. Thank you very much. Lahat naman sa mga support. Saren, Norjeline. Yan. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Annabelle. Thank you, Rizani. Ulit. Madaldal itong mga kausap natin dyan. Bakit? Ay, huwag kayong gano'n. Mabayit tayo. Okay. Ma'am, huwag kayong magalit, ma'am. In fairness naman kay ma'am, matama naman yung question ni ma'am senator. Yun lang. Bakit naman kasi niya sasabihin ng... Ay, just come, Filipinas. Alright, thank you very much. Kay ma'am Edna Lonan, of course. Kay Tooth. Guyap. Kay Noemi Tablad, of course. Again, one of my other favorite goals, Mark Gambo. Tama yung sinabi niya, checks and balances. And it, it's beyond institutions. It's also about active citizenship. Congressman Lagman. 
Yeah, yeah, in fairness to Congressman Lagman, huh? I mean, he's a one-man team siya, more or less, dyan sa lower house. But, you know, he has made the right noise. But don't forget, ah, pasalamat din kayo sa mga sa media at saka vloggers. Yan, kay Mark, magpasalamat kayo. Magpasalamat din kayo sa media because when they're interviewed on media, that kahit mag-isa lang si Yasa Lagman, kasi yung ibang LP, katulad ni Stella, nandun na kabila, yung iba naman, nandito na, um, it amplifies their voices. And, and, and Congressman Lagman is an excellent legal mind. He knows what he's talking about. He's very articulate. He's even a better writer, in my opinion. Um, medyo cold siya sa akin nung nag-meet kami ng isang month. Pero okay lang. At least mabait naman sila Christian Asguera sa akin. Alright. Anyway, <laughs> tayo mga asaran. On that note, thank you very much. Maraming salamat and God bless and talk to you soon. Magpasalamat din ako dito sa kabila.